What is going on? What is going on? Welcome back to another podcast episode of What Car Sells 101. All right, guys. So um, I've been trying to make a solid commitment to you guys. I've actually been able to delegate some stuff at work and I've been able to think about podcast episodes again. And things are starting to come fresh to me. Me and my wife are getting along. Um, Sorry I'm so intimate with y'all and telling you everything. But man, you go, you go through struggles in life, guys. I mean, I go through struggles just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, you listen to some of these podcast episodes of, of these other guys that are way more elite than I am, you know, that are, you know, making, they have six, uh, nine figure, you know, companies that they own and stuff like that. But they're human beings just like you are. And you don't realize it sometimes until you start recording your own podcast. You, you, you're not above anybody else, but, you know, you can relate to people, I think. So anyways... Before we get started, um, I just want to let y'all know where to find me on, on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Find me on Instagram, at TNTDad2728. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. Sorry, that's the only platforms I'm on, but that's where you can find me. The other thing is, if you do find this information good, or if you find it valuable, give me a five-star review, and then make sure you write down whatever you want to write down. Um, that way it makes it relevant and and according to what i've heard everywhere the algorithm will boost this up in the rankings and let us be seen i'm not trying to be the top 100 the top top 50 i'm in a very niche market so i don't expect to be in that but i want people to get to find this information and find it valuable all right so just disclaimer fair warning if you're a consumer and you've never sold cars and you're listening to this podcast don't take this the wrong way um but I, this episode's not going to be for the i guess for the friendly I wouldn't say for the friendly, but it's not going to be a, a beautiful pink and purple flowers and whatever kind of episode. Um, so here's the deal. As salespeople, um, what happens sometimes is we get so desperate that we'll hang on to every deal. Or new salespeople when we watch this happen. But there's one thing I will tell you to do. You need to sometimes fire a customer. There's some people out there that you will never appease no matter what. No matter what price you sell it at, no matter what shit you give them, no matter what, you'll never appease certain customers in the car business, okay? And sometimes you just need to learn to fire those customers. Um, And the reason why is because it's not good business for you. Those customers that you sell cars to, that you lose a ton of money on, or that you give them everything that they want, and they're complete belligerent people to you, those are the customers that are not going to refer salespeople our customers back to you. They're going to tell you had tell people how they bought the car there. We're going to tell they're going to tell them it's the worst experience possible, and that's the customer I don't want to sell a car to. You know, it's just one of those things where I just don't want to sell them a car. And the simple fact is that it's just not going to be good business. Okay. Now here's the thing, guys. Don't take this wrong. I will work every deal to death, but when I go into talking to a customer and they're telling me, "Yeah, you're 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 not you're not working me. You're not working with me." And as everybody's ever heard me on any episodes, man, I'll work with every customer. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna try to make logical sense of why my price is my price. But then if you start berating me and telling me, and this is one of the key facts that sometimes happens in the car business. This is not a bitch session. I'm telling you guys, this is what I hear every day. Um, the thing is, is sometimes a customer will sit there and say, "Well, I've bought several cars over my life," and the funny, and I and I get it. It's one of those things you got to sit there and take the take in what they're saying, and then you got to kind of process it. When a customer sits there and tells that to you, "Well, I bought," you know, well, let's say they bought ten cars in the last you know twenty years, okay? 
Now, mind you, you as a salesperson, you probably sell as at a bare minimum, hopefully, eight to 10 cars a month. So you sold 10 cars in one month, okay? Now what, now let's say you've been in the car business for a year and you sell 12 to 15 cars a month, right? Who is more qualified at knowing what the prices of the vehicle are, knowing what the, the packages of the vehicle are, the trade and value? Who is more qualified at that time? Would it be you or the customer? Now here's the thing, the customer's gonna sit there and use things like Kelly Blue Book, they're gonna use all these all online buying sources and stuff like that. Now I'm not saying that stuff is, isn't good stuff, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's all it is, is it's marketing, it's media, it's, it's sales. KBB is not a buying source. KBB is a guide, um, but it's all honesty, it's, it's for companies, it's an advertisement. That's all KBB is. Think about really what KBB is. Somebody that's never owned a vehicle or sold a vehicle is giving you consumers advice on what their trading value is. But at the end of that, at the end of every time that they do their their buy or their quotes or whatnot, you see, you know, advertisements for car dealerships. So at the end of the day, understand, KBB is an advertisement source, just like Auto Trader, just like everybody else. Now, yes, they help you get your inventory on the websites. But also, they also advertise, so you're gonna you can have a higher ranking based on how much you pay for them. So every source, yes, they might be a lead source, but they are an advertisement source. So please understand, you know that's the one thing. Now consumers can go to those things and they can do the shopping, they can do all that stuff. But you know it's one of those things that you you can't sit there. Fucking a man, almost hit a person. Jesus Christ, freaking crackhead. Sorry guys. Um, but here's the thing. I'm sorry, I almost hit somebody. So um, he's a crackhead with his hood on. Um, here's the thing. You will have customers that will come in and they'll treat salespeople like shit. And, and the car business is one of the worst industries where salespeople actually get treated worse than anybody else in any, any other industry out there. I would say other than um, cold callers, you know, uh, headhunters, Salespeople are the absolute, they're, they're treated to the lowest levels of sales. And the reason why is, think about what used to happen, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, let me put another here, quick disclaimer in here. If you sell cars and you're a complete ass to your customer, you deserve what you get, okay? Once again, this is not a bitch session. I'm just telling you what you need to do sometimes with customers. Um, so here, before we go on, let me do a little um, intro to the Anchor app. So guys, give me one minute, listen to the Anchor app, my little uh, advertisement that I have for you. And guys, I'm not trying to like sell something that I don't believe in. If you have something you want to put out there, please do it. So just give me two sec or one minute, listen to the app, uh, the sponsorship real quick. All right, guys. All right, guys. So, anyways, getting back to the subject of the how, why, when, and how you should fire a customer. I'm not going to tell you exactly how to fire a customer because every customer is different. But I, I went there and I sat down and talked with a customer today. I'm speaking from real life experience today. I sat down and talked to a customer today, and uh, we have a Q70 that we have for sale. Sat there and I, I was talking to the customer, and he's like, "Well, you're overpriced," um, or it's a corporate vehicle. It's not worth as much if it's a personally owned vehicle. So one thing is, understand there's three types of vehicles. Well, I wouldn't say three types of ownership, but there's typically a couple of different ownerships. There's like fleet, corporate business, and then there's personal, okay? 
Well, it was a corporate lease. Well, a corporate lease is not the same thing as a fleet vehicle. A corporate lease was purchased at a dealership by a company, and they um, drove it, and then they turned it in. So it might have been an individual doing it under the business name, or it might have been a business just doing it for one of their executives. So at the end of the day, most consumers like corporate vehicles because they consider it like an executive demo. Um, so I sat down and I talked to the guy and I said, hey, you know, I'm just I'm going over the numbers with him. You know, I was talking to Robin, said you had some questions regarding the price. And I always go in and say the exact same thing. This is the market price of the vehicle. These are these are the dealership ads. This is Kahoo Nitrogen Wheel Lock. And other than that, um, this is your total drive out price. Just let me know how you'd like to, uh, to finish the purchase. Oh, I didn't know it had these items in there. And we kind of went over that. And I said, okay, regardless, because I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper. I said, she also said something about it being a corporate vehicle. He goes, yeah, corporate vehicles are worth less money. I said, okay. I said, I've been in the business for about eight to nine years now. And most people like corporate vehicles because this is personally owned by somebody versus a fleet company. And I've been in the car business for about nine years and eight to nine years. And people typically like these vehicles more than what they like personally owned vehicles. So I, I'm just speaking from experience. He goes, now mind you, this is a customer. <laughs> he goes, well, my family owns about four, four dealerships, four lots. And so now think about what he just said. He has family that owns car dealerships. If your family owns car dealerships and you're coming into a dealership, you, you have a dealer license. That means you can go buy a vehicle at the auctions. Or if your family owns dealerships, they know people in the business. So therefore they can go buy these vehicles somewhere else, right? So it was kind of weird. The other thing, the way he found me was car gurus. You don't find people on car gurus, like if you are own a dealerships. And he's like, well, I got 40 years of experience. So long story short, he kind of bullshitted me. And the same, that's what I'm trying to say is the consumers are sometimes, they lie. They really do lie. And, I, and like I said, if you're a consumer listening to this, don't take it the wrong way. But this is what happens on a regular basis. And if you don't lie, I appreciate that. But when a consumer lies to you like that, then it's like you kind of just have no trust or any faith in what they're going to say next. So then I go, well, let's just get rid of this, okay? What are you, in my mar my vehicle's number two and three out of nine in the market of a 100 mile radius. So with that being said, you know, he, he obviously, what, what do you value my vehicle at? And he goes, 21, and I'm trying to sell it for 23.8. So he said 21 to 22. I said, man, if you can find this vehicle out here for that price, go buy it. And he goes, what? Sell them to you. And I said, yes. I said, and he knew what I was going to say next. The thing is, is the guy knew it, knew what was going on, but he was just, don't, and it was, and he wasted my time. He wasted my salesperson's time and it wasn't valuable of their time. So at the end of the day, I'm not telling you to fire that customer particularly, but don't waste too much time on a customer like that because they know they know that they can't get the price they're asking for. They're just hoping that they fall upon that. And so don't be afraid to you know, just say, hey, look, unfortunately, we're just, we can't earn your business at the numbers you're requesting. So that's one thing, okay? But when you have a customer, like legitimately, that you is treating you like a complete ass and, you know, is just not being pleasant at all, you know, sitting there saying, well, I could buy it for this or my trading's worth this. You need to step up your game, blah, blah, blah. And they're being loud. I would let your 
I would let your manager know, and then I would sit there and address that and have that cut, the manager come out and help you with that. Because at the end of the day, I will not let none of my salespeople get talked to in any kind of fashion like that at all. I won't let them get cussed at. I won't let them you know, be talked to like they're being talked down to. It's just I don't want to appreciate that. I don't go into anybody else's business and I don't do that. And I don't appreciate when people do that in my business. And there's a certain point to where it's just bad business for you at that point. You know, if a customer consistently and, and is being persistent about things, there was there was a customer that one of my salespeople had. He called and said, "Well, yeah, you know, you're just you're not you're not willing to work with me." I said, "No, sir, you just will not take an opportunity of the great price that I'm offering you." And I just we went back and forth. Well, he calls the next day and he's calling four or five times. He just won't stop calling. And he's just calling to get an answer that he wants to get. And so finally, and I'm just, I'm losing money. And I told the customer, I said, sir, this is my final price. You want to buy it? I'll make the deal. If not, don't worry about it. You called my salesperson since 630 this morning. You know you're getting a good price. You're not shopping me anywhere else. Because if you were, you wouldn't call my salesperson at 630 in the morning. So you can buy it at this price. If not, don't worry about it. I appreciate you, but I just at this point I, I'm I, I'm not the sales I'm not the dealership for you. I, I I'm not I, I can't sell you this car because I'm not going to sit here and continue to go back and forth. I would I didn't fire the customer, but I wasn't afraid of losing the customer. And that's sometimes where you have to draw a fine line. Are you firing a customer, or are you afraid of losing? Um, are you are you or is the customer put more fear fear? And you losing a car deal, then you uh, the customer, then you losing the customer. How did I put that right? Does the customer put more fear in you of losing a car deal than you put him put in him for um, the opportunity to buy the car? I think that makes more sense. So you know, it's one of those things where you really got to understand what's going on in the consumer's mind. When consumers are searching you on the website and they come in and they act an ass, consumers are not searching high to low. And I always tell every customer that buys. Look, you didn't find me because I'm the highest price. You found me because I'm the lowest price on used cars. Not always necessarily on, on, on new cars because there's obviously people, dealerships out there that have covenants, ad covenants where they can't go below a certain price. But it's one of those things that you got to really understand in a consumer's mind. You got to take yourself out of the consumer mind. You got to take yourself into, well, you got to draw a fine line. You still have to be in the consumer's mind, but you have to take yourself out of that and think as if you were searching for the vehicle too. Just today also, again, I had a customer call me. He's called me from Miami because he's finding all these vehicles in Houston. There's three Dodge Laramies he's looking for. Mine's one of the lower priced ones and it's one of the better deals. Well, there's another one that's two years younger than mine. It's the same price. So I Google, I did some research. I tried to find the vehicle again. I said, hey, here's the vehicle you're looking at. The only thing that I can see that's wrong with it is that your Carfax has not got the same history as mine. And the other thing is, is that the vehicle was purchased, uh, was, a, was, was, was up in Utah. I don't know this history. You know, might have had snow, this, that, or whatnot. But guys, I mean, I told him, I said, it's a great deal. And the thing is, I reassured him. I said, hey, man, you got a great deal. You know, you're more than welcome. I'm, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Let me know if you change your mind. But, you know, I didn't, I'm not going to fire the customer, but he's wanting me to, you know, take another $2,000 off it. It's a fresh unit. So he found me because I was one of the lower priced ones out there. So you got to understand. Um, but let's get back to when and how you should, or when you should fire a customer. When the customer, and this is on the management side, you should never do this as a salesperson. But don't be disrespect either. But you got to understand, you know, you come in there, 
every day, and if you're a true salesman and you're, and you're really trying to you know, hone in on this business and be the best you can be, you really need to understand you are there to be a professional. You're not there to be a doormat for some customer to come in and just tell you how they're gonna buy a car. You need to sit there and take them throughout the whole entire process. When a customer comes in and does that, don't allow them to disrespect you. You know, be respectful, but don't allow them to disrespect, disrespect you. And if a manager tells you, that's it, that's it, I will tell every salesperson, that's it. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna call the guy tomorrow, I'm not gonna do anything, but here's the one thing. When the, sales person, when the sales manager tells you that's it, that's all you have to fight for. I'm not telling you not to, If they're not telling you that's it, obviously come back with a negotiated pencil if you have to. But if they're telling you that's it, don't come back with a negotiated pencil. Say, hey, look, boss, I did everything I can. You know, I think uh, you told me this is it, so let's just, you know, I think uh, it's time to let them go. So, and that's the thing. You know, don't be afraid to do certain things in the car business. I've like I I will tell you one key thing. One of the lines I recently learned, you know, from being at the dealership I'm at, not to close the sale, but to always kind of put that doubt in the consumer's mind and that reassurance in the consumer mind. When the consumer you sit there and you're down to the very end, say, Hey, you know, obviously I'm priced to market, um, or even on the new car, you're priced to market. Sir, I, unfortunately I have no room left to go. Now please understand. Don't be afraid to come back here. I've, I've, I've done this multiple times where I've told customers this is the best price and they've been too embarrassed to come back because they went out there and they did the research and they figured out that I was the lowest price or I am within market value because I'd still love during your business. I think we've done enough work to do that. Please come back. Um, don't feel embarrassed to come back. I promise you. It will. I, I love during your, your, uh, have you as my customer, but this is it. I promise you I have nothing else left to give. And when you do that, Consumers sometimes will go buy a vehicle from another dealership because they're too embarrassed to come back to you because they in turn thought, you know, I, they told me it was it, but you know what, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm not going to go back to them. If you ever say that, customers will typically come back to you. And, and, and I say it in the nicest form possible. So anyways, guys, I'm not, gonna go, I'm not going on too much longer um, because I actually went too long for this episode. This is supposed to be like a... Um, uh, objection handling uh, podcast but if you for some odd reason need to have an object- objection handled please let me know text message me DM me private message me whatever you have to do but guys don't be afraid to fire a customer you have to draw the line on how you're going to be treated how you're going to be respected and don't be afraid to draw that line don't be afraid to paint that perfect picture of who your customer is and how they're going to treat you and make that customer fall in line with that, guys. Okay? I'm just telling you, it's gonna save you so much time. If you're willing to take anybody and everybody, you're gonna sit there and waste more time on people that aren't your customer base than those that are. Those that are your more customer base, you're gonna get along with them more, you're gonna sell them more cars, versus saying, I'm gonna take everybody. Because if you take everybody, you're gonna waste more time on certain customers that just aren't what you're, um, not ability to do, but it's just not your 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 bag of tricks or your 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 style. Okay, so don't be afraid to fire fire a customer and develop the perfect customer in your mind. Okay, guys. So, anyways, once again, y'all know where to find me on all the platforms. Please leave a review, a five star review if you can, um, and, and give me all the good feedback you can. 
Um, like I've told you all in the past, this could be the easiest, the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It's just your choice to decide. Also, don't uh, we all win when we all win. So if you take this information, please share it with other people. Get that information out there for everybody to have. Don't, don't hold this information in. You know, you're going to make everybody better around you. They're going to make you better too, guys. So as I've told you all in the past, I love you guys. Um, and have a good have a good selling day tomorrow for Saturday. If you're open on Sunday, man, I have a good selling day on Sunday. We're mid, almost midway through the month. So, guys, try your hardest. Do everything you can. Don't give up on any deal, guys. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.